Friends, as Chong Jin mentioned just now, it is a real blessing to be able to see so many of you this morning. May we come to God in prayer. Lord, you have brought light into the world. And at every Christmas, we celebrate that light, that light that just shines on this dark world. And one of the effects of that light is being able to see truth. And so, Lord, we pray that you, your Holy Spirit, would illumine our hearts, would help us to see clearly the truth of your words and what it holds for our lives today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, for those of you who were here last night, how many of you were here last night? Quick show of hands. Ah, okay, okay. Great. Those of you who weren't here, ah, yeah, you missed out. Uh, it's okay, it's okay. Later, still got good food. But it wasn't just the food that was fun, right? We had a great time of fellowship, great time of getting to know new people and play games in church. Awesome. Okay, so for those of you who were here last night, we looked at how Christmas is about Jesus, right? And Christmas is not just about the holiday, not just about the presents, not just about spending time with family. Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, who is God's Son. And we also saw how because of Christmas, God built a bridge for us, a way to come back to Him after being separated from Him by our sins. And if you stayed until the end, you will have seen part of our candle lighting tradition, which symbolizes the, the, the light of Jesus spread to each of us and overcoming the darkness of this world, a little bit like what the, the, the skit was about just now. And so today, I want to talk more about one of the main themes of Christmas that we know when we say Christmas, we think of peace, we think of light, we think of you know, all sorts of different themes, but I want to look at the theme of hope. Now, there's this movie that I quite enjoyed watching a couple of years back, and it's called Warm Bodies. How many of you have seen it before? It's not a very popular one, but yeah, okay, Terry saw it. Anyone else? <laughs> I can't remember if it's available on Netflix, huh? but maybe after this, you can go and look for it. Basically, it's a film about zombies, yeah, and... It looks very cheesy, but basically it's, it's uh, you know, unlike the, the usual zombie movie is post-apocalyptic thriller, people are fighting for survival, there's a lot of violence, gore and all that. But Warm Bodies is actually a rom-com. It's a romantic comedy uh, with zombies in it, okay? And so basically the plot is eight years after the zombie apocalypse, a zombie falls in love with a human. Okay, so that's the premise of the, of the movie. Eventually, they discover that the zombies can regain humanity by loving others. Okay, so a bit of a spoiler, but it's still worth a watch if you haven't watched it before. Uh, it's, it's a silly movie, and I didn't think I would catch myself watching a romantic comedy, but I really enjoyed it because it had zombies in it. Uh, but it, I, I felt that this movie actually follows similar themes for Christmas, that the world is bleak and full of despair as though it is post-apocalyptic after sin entered it. But hope 
is restored to humanity. And so today I want to look more at how Christmas brings restoration to the disturbance and despair in our lives that has been caused by sin. So if that's just one thing that you take away from today's message, it's that Christmas brings hope of restoring peace and life to those who are in Christ, okay? So Christmas brings hope of restoring peace and life to those who are in Christ. Now, the first hope that Christmas brings is in the area of our relationships. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. And so when Jesus was born, He showed us how to have peace in two directions. The first direction is the vertical direction. One of the unfortunate pictures that people often have about God is that He's some sort of angry God who's just waiting to zap people for no good reason, right? That He is just very, very unfair and, and very uh, angry and violent. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 tells us that Jesus brings us peace with God. Since we've been justified by faith, since we have been made right because of our faith in Jesus, we have peace with God. I'm not sure how many of you have wives or mothers who are very particular about cleanliness. God or not? Any of you? Any or maybe men in your household who are very, very particular about, about cleanliness? The moment slightest thing dirty, uh, freak out already. God, huh? I'm sure God. Uh, and, and so you imagine in that kind of household, as long as you are dirty and messy, there is no peace, right? No peace with your mother, no peace with your wife, until you have cleaned up, until you have tidied the place, right? And so God's holy character doesn't allow him to be at peace with sin. Just like how we cannot be at peace sleeping in our bed if there's a, to put it crudely, if there's like some, some let's say some animal came and poop on our bed. Huh? We cannot sleep in peace, right? And so God's holy character cannot tolerate sin. He cannot be at peace with sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And so thankfully, those who are in Christ have His righteousness. They have His cleanliness. This is why those who are in Christ are a new creation. That through Christ, we can dispose of all our old sinful actions, our sinful motives, our sinful attitudes, and we can put on righteous actions, righteous motives, righteous attitudes, like Jesus, who was completely righteous. This exchange of sinfulness for righteousness means that we can have peace with God, and that is the vertical direction. But we can also have peace with one another. We have peace in the horizontal direction. Now, as human beings, 
we don't always have peace with one another, right? I, I think as, as, uh, as Asians, we don't always know how to conflict well, right? And a lot of times we, we uh, try to avoid conflict or we don't know how to handle conflict, but the conflict is still there, right? Maybe we pretend it's not there, but it's still there. And so it doesn't have to be war between nations, Sometimes just a, a simple remark or simple expression on the face, you know, just like, yeah, like that. Uh, and, and it brings tension into the room. And suddenly you feel like, wow, you can cut this tension with, with a, a knife, right? Bye-bye, peace. And so we know that among one another, peace is not a very constant thing all the time. But when those who are in Christ are made new creations... Part of the whole thing about being a new creation in Christ is that we are being transformed into His character, meaning that they exchange their old character with all its selfishness and all its pride and all its bitterness and all its unkindness. They exchange it for the new character of Jesus. Jesus, who was humble, loving, compassionate, forgiving and all the other virtues and fruit of the Spirit. And so these are all recipe for peaceful relationships with others. Can you imagine if the whole world was like Jesus Christ? If the whole world was like Jesus without sin, uh, being transformed into His likeness and, and loving one another? No peace, uh, sorry, no, no, no war, no conflict, right? We won't have a Ukraine-Russia thing. We'll just have a whole lot of people loving each other. Now, being, having the character of Jesus doesn't guarantee a zero conflict in this world today, right? We have a church full of people who, uh, uh, a lot of us who follow Jesus Christ, a lot of us who say that we, we, we are following Him closely, we worship Him, we love Him, but we don't always have peace with one another, right? So, Having the character of Jesus or growing into the character of Jesus doesn't guarantee a zero conflict, but it takes two hands to clap in every conflict, in every argument, in every fight. It takes two hands to clap. Huh? And sometimes we are that hand that keeps wanting to clap, right? And we are not doing our part to not make it worse. And sometimes we stand in the way of peace because of our sinful motives our sinful attitudes. But those who are in Christ have hope of being transformed into the character of Jesus and that can bring peace with others. And so for those of us who have character flaws and we admit it, we acknowledge it, we get angry too quickly. We, are, we, we hold a grudge for very long. We don't give people the benefit of the doubt. Instantly, we jump to the, to the, to the worst conclusion and we know, this is, this is not good for me. This is not good for my, our relationships. Friends, you have hope. You have hope that you can have peace with others by being transformed into the character of Jesus. And on top of that, we don't just have hope of having peace with others ourselves. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 tells us that we have a ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation means to exchange an old, hostile relationship for a new, friendly relationship. In other words, that person who was your enemy, 
now you are exchanging that enmity, that hostility, you're exchanging it for friendship. You reconcile. All right. And so as, as we have a ministry of reconciliation, that means that we can bring peace to others by telling them about the good news of Jesus who brings peace to them. And it also means that we can be mediators and peacemakers to help bring peace to a conflict among others because we know a better way. We know the way of peace that is shown to us by Jesus. Now, the second hope that Christmas brings is the hope of restoring life in the area of our identity. The new creation that those in Christ have thrown away, uh, their, their old identity, they have replaced it with a new one. And so when Jesus was born, He gave us hope for new identity in two ways. Firstly, the hope for eternal life as eternal, eternal beings. When Jesus came to this world, He was born in this world at Christmas, He brought hope for eternity for humankind. One of the many verses that many of us know so well, John chapter 3, verse 16, right? Uh, God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now, this verse teaches this, that those in Christ have eternal life. They are no longer people who only live for this world. They are no longer people who are only confined by this world. They live for more. They live for eternity. I remember from one of the Asterix and Obelix comics. How many of you read Asterix and Obelix last time? Only a couple, um, yeah. A couple of us. This is my generation. I used to go to a school library because too expensive, cannot afford. I'm going to go there and sit and read. And a lot of times they were in French. I don't know why. <laughs> but I remember from the, the Asterix and Obelix comics, there was this running joke that chief vital statistics, so their names all end with XXX, uh, uh, chief vital statistics is this guy who is carried around on a shield all the time. Right? And he has this one fear. He's very brave in a lot of things, but he has this one fear that the sky will fall on his head. So everything, so he, said, he says, we'll be okay as long as the sky doesn't fall on our head. And then the slightest thing, he'll be, oh no, the sky is falling, the sky is falling on our heads. So that's, he, he was very paranoid about that. And basically, the sky falling on, the, on their heads was the Gauls version. The Gauls are like the, the ancient French. Huh? The, the Gauls version of the end of the world when the sky falls on their heads. Uh, we do believe, as Christians, we do believe that the world as we know it will come to an end one day when Jesus comes again. But we don't need to fear that. We don't need to fear that the sky will fall on our heads because what Jesus does when we believe in Him is He writes our names into the book of life. And so that guarantees that even, and especially when the, the, the world as we know it ends, we continue on into eternity in life. And so the end of the world, the, the end of our life is not something to fear. Rather, it's something we embrace because we have hope for eternal life. Now, put yourself in the shoes of those who were alive before Jesus was born. 
even God's people, the Israelites, at that point of time, uh, before Christmas, huh? before Christmas, they weren't sure if they would be experiencing eternal life. Firstly, some of them were divided on the whole issue of whether there was an, an afterlife, right? But uh, they, they weren't sure whether they would have eternal life because th- their, their righteousness, how, how right they are before God, depended on their ability to keep the law, the Old Testament law. And according to the rabbis who divided counted the number of laws, there were 613 Old Testament laws. And so, they imagine 613 laws, some you don't even know, and then you might have already broken one of them without even knowing it, right? And so, imagine how it must have felt as an Israelite before Jesus came, how it must have felt to mess up and sin against God. And yes, they have things like sin offering, day of atonement, other ceremonies that that give people a way to atone for their sins, but there was no guarantee. There was no assurance that it would be enough. And so they lived in constant uncertainty of what would happen at the end of their life, what would happen at the end of the world. Christmas brought hope for eternal life. Now, the second hope that we have for our identity is a hope for a fulfilling life. You may have seen some of the videos yesterday uh, that were playing as, as we were waiting for people to come in. And some of those videos ask this question, is there more to life than this? Is there more to life than this? And the, the symbols there represent it. Lah. Okay, that you, you have a home, you have an education, you have a career, you have a family, and then you die. Is there more to life than this? Now, for many people, this life that we live in this world is not something we would consider very rewarding or something very meaningful. Many people deal with what is known as an existential crisis at some point in their life. When a person is conflicted inside and they feel that Life lacks meaning. Life lacks purpose. What is the point? And so many people who we might even consider successful in life, they go through this existential crisis. When they've made so much money, they've earned so much fame, they've grasped so much power, and eventually they ask, okay, I have managed to accomplish all this. What's the point? Now, those who are in Christ are given a whole new meaning and purpose of life. That it's not just about feeling safe. It's not just about getting more. It's not just about doing what we like when we feel like it. It's about living for God and His ways. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 says that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And so those in Christ don't have their sins counted against them. And that means that we can live a life that is not weighed down by our past sins. We are free to live a life that honours and pleases God. And when we live for God, automatically we have so much more to live for. We, We... We live for something so much bigger than ourselves, so much bigger than our own ambitions. 
verse 20, says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. We live, those who are in Christ, live an impactful life as Christ's ambassadors. Back when I was pastoring a church in Ampang, this would have been in 2014, 15, and 16. Uh, Ampang, as you know, there's, there's a lot of Korean stuff there. This is the Ampang Point site. Huh? Uh, and there are also a lot of embassies there. Okay, So near the American embassy, there's a whole embassy row. And so our church in Ampang had the ambassador of Fiji join us regularly as part of our congregation. Okay? Uh, his name was Meli. And he was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He was kind. He was humble. He was sincere. He was very devoted to the Lord. He was the kind of person that you think, ah, when I grow up, I want to be like this guy. You know, I, 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 want, I want to be like him. He's, he, he is everything I, I want in a human being, okay? Nice, nice guy, okay? And so, just because I interacted with this one person from Fiji, the ambassador, I couldn't help feeling that, hey, all, all Fijians are nice like him, you know? So, uh, once I was invited to go and speak at, at uh, the Fiji, it wasn't the embassy, it was, I think it was his home, lah. Uh, and I met other Fijians there as well, and they are uh, uh, very well-built, very, very big-sized uh, but they all gave off this same vibe, very friendly, very nice. And then instantly I think, oh yeah, they're exactly like him. They're exactly like this ambassador. Nicest people in the world. And so those who are in Christ are his ambassadors. They represent God, his people, and his kingdom. So as, as Christ's ambassadors, we don't just live for ourselves. We all have the mission to bring the gospel to others. We all represent the Christian faith, whether for better or for worse. Now, if you are not familiar with an ambassador, uh, being an ambassador, you need to go through a lot of training. Right? You, you, you go through a lot of courses. You go through things like social skills, things like etiquette, you know, things like how do you deal with people of different culture. And so it's not easy. And so as Christ ambassadors, it's also not easy. But we can, uh, we, we can represent Him for good in this world. It's not easy to be an ambassador of Christ. It's not simple, but it's definitely not purposeless. And it's not meaningless. And so in conclusion, Christmas restores hope to a hurting and broken world. And some of us today might have lost hope for any redemption. We might feel that we've made too many mistakes, that God isn't going to give us any more chances. We don't deserve it. Some of us today might have lost, lost hope for some of our relationships. Maybe we've said things or we've done things that have pushed people whom we love away. Or maybe we feel that we've irreparably damaged a long-time friendship some of us today might have lost hope in what happens after our time on earth is up. Maybe we are wrestling with a terminal illness. 
or maybe we've recently lost someone dear to us. And some of us might have lost hope that there is more to life than what we have experienced so far. Maybe all we know is hardship. All we know is survival. And we are afraid that it will stay like that for the rest of our lives. Friends, when Jesus was born, hope was also born. Hope for peace. Hope for life. And so would hope be born in your hearts once again this Christmas? And would you spread that hope to others who are lacking it? Let us pray. You've heard a lot today about the hope that those in Christ have. Maybe you want this hope, but you wouldn't consider yourself as being in Christ. You don't identify as a Christian. If that's you and you want to receive the hope that comes with believing in Jesus and following Him as Lord and Savior, then I want to give you this opportunity to pray this prayer with me in your heart that if you want to accept the Lord Jesus, would you pray this prayer with me in your heart? Dear Lord, I know that I have sinned against you and I deserve the consequences of my sin. But right now, I trust in Jesus Christ as my Savior. I believe that He died for me that He rose again to bring me forgiveness and new life. I put my trust now in Jesus and Jesus alone as Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. Now, if any of you prayed that prayer for the first time and you meant it, welcome to God's family. Please share the good news of your decision with Someone, anyone from this church, those online, if you've made that decision, just share it uh, with our prayer request form at the end of the service. You, there's a link to click it. So that we can celebrate with you, we can also guide you on your new life in Christ. And so friends, would the hope and the joy and the peace and the life that Christmas brings be with you all today. We now want to invite the youth of our church to come and Bring glory to God with a dance presentation.